This time on the Six Man Podcast. Sources are saying that he will request a trade very soon, like today, tomorrow. Like he's gonna request a trade. If they, like I said, if they continue doing what they're doing, they're gonna win. At least if that happens, that's three point five million dollars, not extra cap space. They are gonna try to get apparently Gabriel Landeskog. Welcome to the Sixth Man Podcast, episode ten of season two. This is the season finale. Getting ready for season three. Uh, if you have not yet followed the IG or the Instagram, what are you doing? Come on. It's the new meta. Come on. Uh, our Instagram is Sixth Man IG, and our Twitter is Sixth Man Tweets. I'm here with my co host, Julian Baldessara. Hola. <laughs> and uh, Jacob is not here, but he will be here later on and julian is here now and won't be here later on it's it's a confusing mm-hmm. situation they kind of just switch randomly but uh with all that being said we're gonna start off with basketball but technically not gonna start with basketball because i do want to mention uh the mlb section of the podcast first okay uh, i i, I want to mention how uh the american league won uh, five to two. Obviously, mm-hmm. for the, this is the eighth consecutive year that they've won. Uh, and I think there's something you know quite quite insane about uh Vladdy winning MVP. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. the youngest MVP to win. Uh, he's the youngest MVP in 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 the history of the All Star Game for the MLB. Yeah, that's fantastic for us. That's great for us, but his value just keeps on going up, and it's like, you know, like it, I, I, I can't, I can't even speak. Like, Vladdy won MVP. He won. Obviously, I think he got a homer in that game, if I'm not mistaken. He did. Uh, and also Pete Alonso won the home run derby. Uh, I mean, beating I kind Trey of Mancini. It. Kind of called it. Yeah, I mean, he uh, Trey. You were so close. Second place. But, I mean, P. Alonso's insane. He's got one of the strongest arms. So that's about it for that only section of the podcast. Uh, and then I also wanted to bring up uh, that last time we recorded, uh, Italy haven't played their game yet. And so now uh, we can say that Italy have won the Euros. Yes, we did. In a penalty shootout. Uh with Rashford, Saka, and Sancho all missing their pens for England. Italy won the Euros in the penalty shootout. Uh, my 100% guarantee it did it happen. Uh, three goals was definitely not going to happen. Well, it, it almost happened, hypothetically speaking. Uh, eh. No, I, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Even if it was combined, I still thought 1-1 one, one, or 1-0 one, was the scoreline. Either way, doesn't matter. We win, you lose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the only thing I would say is that Cellini should have gotten a red card. Oh yeah, that that pull against Saka, that's insane. <laughs> that, why are you that running? That is insane. <laughs> literally, why are you running? Just pulls him back. Like literally, like Saka was gone. No one else was in front of him. Maybe like Benucci to the left, but no one else is in front of him. But Donnarumma, anything could have happened there. And Cellini just said no. Speaking I, of Donnarumma, I'm pulling that back. He's yeah, he's going to. Congrats on the PSG signing. 
Congrats yeah, on winning to PSG, won the Euros. This guy's insane. Oh, yeah, he also won player of the tournament. Yeah. Which I think should have been given to Spinozola, if I'm being clear. Uh, I don't know. It's because he got injured, and there was at least another half of that game plus yeah. this entire game. Um, But, yeah, like, Italy won the Euros. Donnarumma player of the tournament. Spinozola, I felt like should have had it, but, yeah, like you said, injury, you know. It's it's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, Ronaldo, goal like only with goals in the group stage, tied first for uh, Golden Boot in the tournament, which so is wanted. funny because the two thousand and eight Golden Boot tournament was a Spanish player, I believe, and in twenty twelve Spain won. Uh, oh, sorry, in the twenty ten World Cup, Spain won. And then in 2012, it was a, uh, I believe, a German striker who had got the golden boot in the 2014 World Cup. Germany won. 2016, you know, France, golden boot. France won. Now it's either Czech Republic or Portugal who got the golden boot because Patrick Schick got five goals. <laughs> so it's, it's if, if, if Czech Republic wins the World Cup, I, uh, you know what? There's going to be some very confusing moments happening but yes with the euros and the baseball talk out of the way let us move on to the basketball section of the podcast everyone's either favorite or second favorite section maybe possibly hopefully favorite <laughs> hopefully for me favorite. for yeah. me So we're going to start off with uh, something with trade interest before we get into the Bucks suns because that's a little bit of an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start off with Ben Simmons because that's already the talk of the town. Uh, one of the main teams that are interested is the San Antonio Spurs, which okay. if there was a team to change up Ben Simmons, it would be the it would be Craig, Greg Popovich and, like, their whole defensive training and all that shit. Like, Popovich is obviously a, a very good coach. He knows how to deal with people. Clearly, if he's dealt with legends like Tim Duncan and Kawhi and legend like Danny Green. Um, wow. <laughs> do you think that Ben would be a good fit? At I don't know. I have no clue. They have well, so many guards that I don't even know at this point. They would potentially be tr- willing to trade Keldon and DeJounte Murray. Okay, well, yeah, probably. I don't, if they, I don't know. If, if Ben Simmons were to go to the Spurs, they would. it's it's potentially they're going to lose Keldon and DeJounte. Would you want to trade those two for Ben? No, they're too young. They're too young. Don't let them go through this. They have too much potential. Look how, I don't... Look how they both played this season. They played pretty they well. They did amazing. Keldon was great at like the first half of the season. Second half, he kind of died off a little bit, but he, he definitely performed well. And DeJounte Murray is just getting better. Like He's insane. Yeah. But if we're looking at it just from the Spurs side, what about the Philadelphia 76ers side? Because then you would have... They get two young... Harris and Booker. Uh, it's not Booker. So Harris... And Embiid, which is already two all-star caliber, all-star players. And then mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray and Keldon Johnson, who fit in, like, pretty much. Maybe Keldon on the bench, or you put him as shooting guard instead of Curry. Either way, 
you're getting some really good players for Ben Simmons, who is getting a lot of slander right now. Yeah, I mean, it's good for both teams, I guess you could say, if he can develop Ben Simmons, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Who would you say has the better side? Would it be Keldon and Ajante going to the Philly side, or would it be just Ben going to Definitely the Philly. Side? Definitely Philly. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I think just you're getting those two young players. And Ben Simmons is young as well. You can't deny that, but he's not taking shots. <laughs> like, yeah. you, it's, when you get a defensive player of the year type caliber player, you want him to also be able to make his shots, and he's not doing that. It's uh, I don't even know what's in his head right now, honestly. He needs to go to therapy because something's holding him back. Something is. And with one trade rumor to another, we're going to go to Damian Lillard. Because what what the fuck is even about to happen? Sorry, Julian's mom. Uh, (laughs) So there's just so many things happening with Lillard. Because sources are saying that he will request a trade very soon. Like today, tomorrow, like he's going to request a trade. Other sources say the Knicks are interested. But the Knicks are also interested in Dennis Schroeder. So it doesn't really make sense if they got both. Sources are also talking about Lillard being in talks with Golden State, which would be insane. It would be a Curry, Lillard, Clay, Draymond, and then a center because James Wiseman would probably be involved in that trade if they got Lillard. That that would <laughs> that's insane. A Lillard Curry backcourt, uh, like I don't. What do you even do? <laughs> like, uh, how do you defend that? You just, especially when you're a team who has guards that are like not the best defenders. How do you even defend that, bro? Curry from half court, pass to Lillard, who's also at half court. Like, <laughs> one of them shoots it from half court. The other one is just there, ready for the handshake or something. I don't fucking know. Like, the, there's a bunch of shit happening. Nurkic also says that he's staying, and there's like, and he also is retweeting a lot of tweets about sources, and he's saying that it's cap. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what's happening, but if Lillard in the upcoming days does um, request a trade offer, like, do you have any idea or any? Thoughts of where he might go because he, he wants to win a championship. You can't forget that. He might go to LA. Lakers or Clippers? Yeah. I mean, I think they both need a point guard. So yeah, they definitely do. They don't have any guards that are like, you know, spectacular. I think it would be a perfect fit for both teams. So and you have would, a nice trio. Yeah, we would probably stars. see like if it if it was at the LeBron side. You would have a LeBron, AD, Lillard versus KD, Kyrie, James Harden final, I would, we would hope. Mm-hmm. What a weird world we live in where if Lillard were to go to LA, either LA team, two teams, two teams have three players that are just absolutely insane. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking wild for? right now. Not, what, not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not dream team, um, super team, fuck. super team. There you go, super team. It would it would be a two super team teams, two super team team team, two super team team teams. I what a what a time, <laughs> what, what a, what a time bro. we live in, bro. 
and I guess we'll we'll, we'll move on to the Bucks Suns series because it's starting to get interesting. Last yeah. time we recorded the podcast, it was two to two zero Suns. They were winning two zero. They looked very convincing. Now it's two to two, with the Bucks winning game three and game four, making this a, obviously a two two series. Um, I don't know if you watched game four. I did not. Holy shit! Like, you would think this is some exhibition match type refereeing. Like, you would think this is USA versus Nigeria, which Nigeria beat them. Uh, you would think this is some Argentina versus which Argentina beat USA. Yeah, <laughs> you would think like this is some weird ass refereeing because there was around I'd say eight foul calls that should have been called on like Booker and CP3 mainly Booker um I I would say Booker in total probably had like eight fouls with three of them not being called four of them not being called like it was insane this guy had five fouls the whole game and I don't know you've definitely seen the clips of the foul against Drew Holiday mhm holy crap bro this guy pretty much hugged Drew Holiday down and no nothing was called it's not like the Suns had a bad game because Devin Booker had 42 points, shooting 60% with no threes, by the way. He didn't make a single three, and he still yeah. had 42 points. But he should have been off the court. The fact that he was still on the court for the last three minutes of that game, where he committed another foul and didn't get called, is insane. He should have been off a long time ago, and... It's probably one of the worst no calls in NBA history. That that foul, um, even though that's the talk of the like that's the big talk. I, there's even a bigger talk with CP3 performing very very bad. Uh, Thirty six minutes played, only ten points, and he had five turnovers. Which wow, from one of the best like ball handling point guards, someone who doesn't turn off the ball, turn over the ball at all in games sometimes. That is, that's, it's very unexplainable. That's one of the worst games that he's had in the playoffs in his whole career. Like, do you think that maybe CP3, the past two games, he hasn't been performing as well? Do you think he could be choking as he's not used to this finals, quote-unquote, environment? I don't know, man. He just has to step it up. That's it. It's as simple as that. You only have three games, possibly two. Just step it up. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's actually, I just, I can't even believe it. And the fact that Bucks still won that game with no fouls being on their side. Like, Booker should have been off. Chris Paul should have had more than just the fouls that he had. Like, it was insane. The refereeing was horrible. If the Suns won that game, it would have been worse. Because the NBA would have to explain why those fouls were not fouls. And, like, imagine if Devin Booker, like, hit some game-winning shot after supposedly supposed to have, like, eight fouls on him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that would be very bad for the NBA. But it's good because the Bucks won. <laughs> True. Uh, they... Even though they didn't get the fouls they, they wanted, they still won the game. They're minimum forcing a game six. Um, 
how do you feel about Giannis and how his team is now clicking around him? Well, I did say last episode that they're going to have to click. They began clicking. So if they continue, they're going to win. If they something happens, they're probably not. But um, they finally got their two wins. They tied up the series. And uh, it's going back to Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris Middleton, 40 points, six rebounds, four assists. And Giannis obviously didn't have his 40-point game, but he did have a 26-point, 14-rebound game with eight assists, which I'd, I would like to say he led the game in assists for both teams. He had the more assists than anyone else because Chris wow. Paul had seven. So, uh Chris Paul slacking. Chris Paul was slacking. Um, the score was 109 to 103. Uh, all the numbers were kind of even, to be completely honest. Milwaukee had only eight more rebounds. Uh, Milwaukee had four more assists. But the big difference is steals because Milwaukee had 11 steals, the Suns, the Suns three. And even though the Suns had better field goal percentage, better three-point percentage this game, Milwaukee was able with their defense to just step it up a notch. Drew Holiday was still a little bit missing. I can't even lie. Drew <laughs> Drew Holiday popped up here and there, and he didn't do too good. But, I mean, when you play 43 minutes and only get 13 points, it's a, it's a little sus. Yeah. They pulled out the win, though. They did it. They definitely they did. They got the win. They got what they wanted, which was to tie the series up. Uh, what do you think? Well, how do how do you, what do you think about Bucks right now compared to the Suns? Because Bucks have momentum. They're playing good. That's it. They're they're playing better. Like I said last episode, they had to click and they clicked. I mean, I, I don't know. And they're, do you think that maybe they could win this series? Are you are you thinking Phoenix oh, yeah. is still ahead? What do you what? What no, do you think they it can is, win bro? now. They can win if they like I said. If they continue doing what they're doing, they're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Milwaukee will win, or do you think it's the Suns still? No, the Suns will still win. Mm-hmm. I I have faith. Do you think it's going to a game seven or a game six? Too many questions. I'm getting interrogated. <laughs> I'm getting scared. Um, if I feel like it's gonna go to a game seven. All right. Well. I personally think it's going to go to Game 7. I think that there's no way... Um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't think there's a way that a team wins two in a row right now. Unless Milwaukee wins this game, the next game, I don't really see much happening, if I'm being completely honest. I don't really know. Like, How do you I, I just, think the Bucks are doing? Well... It's kind of weird because I think the Bucks are doing really good, but not from the three-point line. They're kind of getting their buckets going into like old-school basketball, going in, getting their, their layups, their dunks, their things, which has also led to why Phoenix Suns had way more blocks. I think they had like, I don't even know. I think it was like fucking nine blocks to three or, or something like that. Yeah, I think it was a better number than that. But either way, like, um, I think... DeAndre Ayton on the Suns doesn't know what to do right now because the um, Milwaukee Bucks are playing more small ball. They're playing less time on uh, Brooke Lopez. They're playing less time on their bigs, which is kind of proving to work out considering that 
you know, um, Saric is injured for the Suns, right? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like working out considering the – I don't know, man. I, I couldn't tell you because if Saric was still in, who knows if the Stamala would work because I know Saric is not like a big – oh, he's, he's, he's determining everything. But at the same time, you know, he's, he's a, a good role player for the Suns and – any injury can change anything, but I think that the Bucks are doing great. They're doing better than what people thought they were going to do after going 2-0 down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think Suns will win. What do the Suns have to do now? You just lost back-to-back games. What do you have to do? You have to improve on your ball playing, how you, you pass around that rock, all right, and your three-pointers because – I shit you not, these guys made only like seven threes in the whole game. When even though the Bucks didn't have a good three point performance, they still had the same amount of threes that you made. With Pete, with Brooke Lopez going zero and five, with freaking Drew Holiday going zero and five, Chris Middleton three and eight. You know when your guys, even though. You had better percentages from three and all of that. I get that. You need to improve because Milwaukee are going to attack your basket. They're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they're getting at the free throw line. They're getting, you know, easy dunks, easy layups. They're not going to worry too much on that three. On the other hand, the Suns, you're smaller. I know you have DeAndre Ayton. But he has soft hands. He's he's. I feel like he's afraid to go up and get that dunk or to get that free throw shot. You know what I mean? So, for you guys, you have to improve on your three. Because I'm looking at who shot threes, who made them. Right? Chris Paul, 0-2. Alright? Devin Booker, 0-3. Those are your two main guys and they're missing their threes. Mikel Bridges only attempted two threes. Four shots the whole game. Which doesn't make any sense. Considering Mikel Bridges... Two games ago, had a career high and played off like 26 points. He should be taking way more shots than that. You know what I mean? What else is there? There's Jay Crowder took your more, more threes than anything. He took nine threes. This man's supposed to be in the dunker spot, and he's making your threes. He made three out of nine. Suns just need to improve their threes and, and make sure that you can apply the wall against Giannis because... You've seen how, how Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday have, have done. This game, they did good. But two games ago, they were trash. So you just got to pray that they have a bad game and hope that Giannis slows down a bit. That, who's, that's really much who all. Who is taking game five for you? I think that Phoenix are taking game five. Uh, I think that Chris Paul has that mentality right now, knowing that he did one of the worst playoff games of his performance. It is the worst, probably the worst performance of his NBA playoff career. Um, and we know how he thinks. He, he's one to to think outside the box to do things. I think he's going to pop off. Maybe not points and rebounds wise, but assists for sure. Less turnovers. I think Suns take this. I think Feet and Bucks have a good game. And I just have a feeling that this game goes to overtime. Uh, but the Suns edge it out with their players playing the minutes that they do. Because the Bucks. Their main three guys, Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Middleton, all played 43 minutes. Which, 
Giannis is not used to, Middleton is not used to, Drew Holiday is not used to it. Because I don't know if you know this, but freaking Budenhoser does not like playing Giannis and Middleton over like 35 minutes a game. Right? Mm-hmm. So those extra minutes, even though it's just a couple minutes, it takes a toll. So if this game were to go to overtime, I think that Chris Paul and the Suns will win it. And then I don't know how much, how many days are separated between game five and game six. I think it's just like three or four games. I think that's enough to get Bucks win to make it to a game seven. But I, I think Phoenix will win game five. So it, you're, also, if it does go to a game seven, you're saying Phoenix are winning? I think Phoenix wins game seven as well, just because it's, it's two days after uh, the game six. You know, you got that one day rest when the Bucks are going all out to save their series. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do think the Suns win it, especially because they are going to be home because they had the better record. So mm-hmm. that helps out a lot for them. Well, there's a lot of ands, ifs, or buts, but... A lot of what-if conspiracy theories, but... With Saturday, all this being said, we, we Saturday will see. we'll see if... Well, just who wins. Who who wins, you know? It kind of determines what's going to happen after that, because one team's going to have to go all out to, to save their series. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, let's go on to Julian's Weekend Picks. Where you get There's to predict Saturday's game. There's only one. Suns versus the Bucks. Game five at uh, Phoenix. It is in Phoenix. I think the Bucks are going to take this one. And I think they're also going to take game six. I'm just going to give a little early prediction. I think they're going to win. Two in a row. Yeah. I, I, they have so much momentum now. They've, they're finally clicking. They're finally playing how they should play, as dominant as they were this season. Mm-hmm. They only had a couple iffy games, but I think they're going to win their back-to-back games, and I think Giannis is going to win a ring. I didn't even – this is a a weird, a weird, like, case. I don't know if you know – what's the player's name? Oh, my God. I can't remember right now. Um, what? Hold on. I need to search this up. Is he I a legend? To, no, 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 no. He is a player currently on the Suns. Um, I, I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it. It's not Mikkel Bridges. Campaign? Uh, Cameron Payne? Is it Cameron Payne? Oh, Tory Craig, right? Tory Craig. I don't know if you know this. I think, yeah, I think you know this, but I didn't mention it prior in the podcast. Tory Craig played for... Oh, uh, yeah. Milwaukee earlier in the season. So, because he went from Milwaukee to the Suns and he played at Milwaukee, he has a guaranteed ring. He's a guaranteed ring. Even if the Suns lose, he's not going to get that championship thing, but he did contribute to the team at a point. So, he will get a ring. So, no matter what, if you're Tory Craig, you know, you're just chilling. Will (laughs) he accept it, though? Because if we go back to Toronto, and we go back to Valentunis, he didn't accept his ring. Did he not? I don't think so. I don't think any of the players who got traded accepted the ring. Mm. Well, I would. <laughs> I contributed to getting you that player with my value. I contributed to, you know, get you a couple wins early in the season. 
I don't care if I won that thing or not. I'll just I'll just name this the Phantom Championship, the championship that I could have won if I stayed. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name it the the one that I that I deserved. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm Tory Craig, I take it, melt it, sell it to some Afghanistan children. You know, Jesus Christ. I mean, donations, charity. <laughs> That's what I meant. Not like you just gave a fucking a piece of gold to some kid. I meant charity. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> but with all of this being said, uh, Suns Bucks game five, Saturday. Let us move on to the sixth man timeout. Oh, I am currently riding a bike. <laughs> Wee. So <laughs> this guy's just—he's riding a bike. Yeah. Is it loud? Is it loud? No, you're fine. It doesn't it doesn't sound like you're outside at all. Are you sure? I promise you. Because my garage is about to pop open. So it might sound like it. Well, I guess we'll yeah. find out, won't we? Yes, anyways. Yeah, we'll talk while we just hear wind in the background. I can't miss the second half of the six man podcast. So he's on a bike. What? You already missed most of it. We're almost done, you fucking dingus. We're like, we're, we have like another 20 minutes in us, probably. See? Probably. That's Maybe. almost halfway done. That's almost, that's more than half. <laughs> I cannot oh, my laundry's almost done. And speaking of cats, welcome. What? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> Tiggs is like right here. Speaking of cats, welcome back to the six, man. Podcast and yeah, take it away, Tiago. That was see, that was not bad. That was a, that was yeah. a very short, a very short, <laughs> very short, yeah. much much faster than all the other times. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we're going to continue with the NHL section of the podcast. Uh, but just to start off, uh, last week I didn't uh, get to mention it, so I'm, I'll mention it this week. Uh, there's a tragic accident that happened on Sunday. Uh, that resulted in the Columbus Blue Jackets goalie, uh, Matias, passing away. Um, he suffered a head, a head injury from a, a firework accident. And um, recently they had the little, well, it's not a memorial, is that what it's called? Like, where the players that yeah, memorial. talk. It's a memorial, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had a memorial uh, for him. So mm-hmm. I do just want to say... Uh, rest in peace to this goalie who died a legend. He died a hero as he was yeah. saving. He, who did he save? He saved a father, a daughter. He saved... And a wife. Who else? And a wife. He saved and pretty much is, a family right there. Yeah. And it's not coming from the person, like the, the husband. It's coming from the doctor saying that he died a hero. Yeah. He, and that was from... Yeah. So... I hope he rests in peace, and we'll meet, that's a six, for the six-man podcast, we all hope he rests in peace. He died a hero and a legend. Yeah. Uh, On behalf of everyone a part of the six-man podcast, we do share our condolences with his family, with his teammates, with anyone who's friends with him, who's worked with him. Uh, we know that you're all affected, so we do share our condolences, and we shall get on with the NHL section of the podcast. Uh, let us start off with something that I'm going to be 
implementing not only on the basketball section of the podcast, but the hockey section of the podcast. Uh, because the season is over, there are going to be a lot of trade talks and trade uh, trades that are confirmed. So we are starting off with the weekly trade talk. Pretty much, this is just going to be me talking about either the best trades that have happened in the week or the most recent ones or all of them, if, if there's not a lot. Uh, this week, there was only three. One of them I'm not going to talk about because it was a whatever trade. Um, but I guess we'll just start off with Graves, who uh, was at the uh, Colorado Avalanche, uh, got traded to the New Jersey Devils for this goddamn name and a second. <laughs> Mikhail Maltsev. Mikhail Maltsev and a second round pick. I mean, that, that one's not as crazy but to start off the weekly trade talk you need to have at least somewhat of a good trade and i mean yeah there's not going to be any major trades now it's gonna be more like at the trade de- not the trade deadline i mean like the where the where the free agency like uh comes in or more at the end or like the start of summer like there's like big trades that people are talking about and i'm mm-hmm. sure by like before the season starts gonna be some pretty big trades i don't know with who but yeah, right now it's kind of just minor, not too major, mm-hmm. nothing too big, but it's just the you know it's just the icing on the cake, you know. Yeah, it's something to start us off, get our get our our trade brains like excited, you know. Some major signings also that could be Anthony Duclair. Anthony Duclair, yes, three year deal. Uh, uh, I would I would say potentially um, his teammate also signed. Yeah, someone else on Florida. Three year, like, eight million. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but it's on the it's on the Instagram account. Yeah, I just can't check because if I leave the page, then I'll just be like, yeah. Like, but Anthony declared, Anthony declared signed a three year deal. I think worth nine million. I don't know if that's nine million a year. Or I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it's three year, three mil, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a pretty good signing. Still with. After Anthony declares still at a young age, I think he still has a potential to improve by a lot. He has potential to be a, a really good player. He had a much – people um, expected a lot more from him in the past, but I still think he has the potential to be a lot better than he is now. Like, yeah. I think signing Anthony Declare was a really great choice. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would also – the signing – not signing, but a trade – uh, from Edmonton. You know, oh yeah, Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith, the 38 year old defenseman, and some scrub, Tim Sutherland, uh, are going to Edmonton for Caleb Jones and a second round pick. Chicago got a 24 year old, I believe, center uh, defender and a second round pick from Edmonton, and Edmonton he- did get a 38 year old veteran defender. Originally, believe it or not. Chicago was trying to get Ethan Bear mm. from Edmonton, but like Edmonton did not want to give him up. So they decided to give up a young yeah, defenseman. In I don't know how I feel about this trade to be honest though. I because do you know what? This is Chicago, this is a really great trade for Chicago. Because Chicago's rebuilding and they just need they need prospects and picks. That's what they need right now, right? But that's who Chicago is. They're just young players, right? But Edmonton for Duncan Keith. 
they're young too. I don't think they need Duncan Keith. I mean, Edmonton are obviously showing that they want to win now. You know, getting that such an old player. But they gave up a, a was it a fourth? They gave up a second. A second round pick. Jesus Christ. A second and the young player. Yeah, I, in my opinion, I think that's a really bad trade. Mm-hmm. For Chicago, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That was a really Because how much longer does Duncan Keith have? Like two years? Three years? Ma- max, I'd say three. Yeah, maybe less. Right? Maybe less. He's 38. Like that's Yeah, like... like who knows? And plus, like, his home is Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, great trade by Chicago. Holy shit. Like, I don't know how they accepted that. And you don't know but, how Edmonton accepted. Don't get me wrong. Duncan Keith is still an amazing player, but he definitely wasn't how he is back in the day. Absolutely not. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how Caleb Jones is. I never, like, like I don't have much research on this guy to know. Like, I don't have the high enough knowledge mm-hmm. to know how good this guy is. But he's 24. He's being traded for Duncan Keith. I'm pretty confident that he's a decent player. And plus a second I mean, he's pick. up and coming for sure. Yeah, like he's – I'm sure he's going to be a future defenseman for Chicago. I don't know which line he'll be. I don't know if he'll top six, top four, or top two. I have no clue. I just know that in the end, Chicago is going to have two players to play around with for the next 20 years, and, Chicago, and Edmonton has players to play around with for the next two years. Because they also get a second round pick. Second round pick is it's good. That's really a good. good. Pick. It, and with Edmonton knowing them, they might not be a mid pack team, and they and Chicago is going to get like, and Chicago they're probably going to get two high end second round picks. It's Chicago. Like... Chicago still is on a rebuilding phase. Yes, they are not going to be good. For a while, they have really young players, but not, you know, I think that eventually they should trade Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane for young guys because, you know, what? it's just a new generation that has to come in, right? Yeah. Anyway, I, cut you, I cut you off for a second. What were you going to say? No, I was just, I, you know, um, they Chicago does have a very young team. And like you said with Taze and stuff like that, they should definitely, even though I get it, yeah, he's your captain. He's, he's that history kind of thing there with you. He has that soft spot. You have to. He has to go out. You have to give them another chance to win another uh, trophy when you guys are not going to be able to give that to them from NHL Peke, play. Wait, Pekka Arena. Pekka Arena. Yes. I thought that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> he has retired after 15 years. He's 38 years old. Uh, out of 683 games, he won 369. Had a 69. Wall. Lost 2213 and then went to overtime losses and 75 of those. Um, he won just the perfect amount. Yeah. If you only if only you lost overtime losses 69, man, that would have been great. That, but yeah, uh, but... he he's a Nashville legend. Not only just a Nashville legend, but an NHL legend for sure. You know. Uh he deserves yeah, I... in my opinion, I feel like he deserved the cup, man. Like just the the guy he was, the team that he had at a time as well, at a at a point, the team that blew it. I he, I feel like he deserved a freaking yeah. Cup. It's 
it's really sad. A lot of teams, a lot of players, you know, deserve a cup and will never receive it, you know? Like, a lot of, like, top, top, like, elite franchise prospects sometimes don't get it, you know? It's very sad to see. Yeah. It, it, it kind of, like, it's, it's like, it's really sad. Like, Pat, Corey, oh, no, Corey Crawford got the cup. Henrik Lundqvist <laughs> is another one. He might retire soon. Yeah. And uh, he's not going to get a cup. Frederick Anderson. Like, at, least for, at least for Duncan Keith, you know, he's going to retire soon, but at least he has, like, three cups under his belt, right? Yeah. Like Frederick just, Anderson. Um, yeah. Another one. <laughs> a, a, a bunch of, you know, like, all-star players who are, like, old and don't – it's really sad to see them not even, like, have one cup minimum. You know, but mm-hmm. it's it's hockey sometimes. Like, what can you do? Yeah, Taki Rene was a was a loyal, very loyal to his team, and I guess his time was to come. I felt like you know he was getting. You can tell like, he was sitting on the bench lot, and it, it it was just time to go. It was just time. Yeah, I mean, um, I I mean, there's not much you can say. I mean, like obviously a player's gonna retire. There's mm-hmm. gonna be a lot of talk about that, um, but you know, like Pekka Arena, it's not like he's he's retiring and he's like, oh, he's a whatever player. Like he he retired with knowing that he was one of the best, you know, goalies of not I would say our generation, but definitely of 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 a while. I don't know, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but definitely one of the better goalies that. Like, came out of that in the years to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One, one, but that, not ever because that would be that would be Carey Price. Best generational player is definitely Carey Price. Mm-hmm. Players like Mark Andre Fleury, guys like that. But Pekka even Rene like was Vasilevsky just, as well. Like Vasilevsky's still young. It's still, it's it's too early to determine that. It mm-hmm. gets too early to say that just because he's young. But like when he's thirties, thirty-five, yeah, then we can say it. are going to go on to uh, the expansion draft, a little bit of talk about the Kraken. Shadow Kraken. Because uh, Vegas are not going to get a player taken away from them. No. I mentioned, I, I've mentioned that in the past too because when they signed, when they became a team in the, like when they, when they signed as a franchise, when they signed a contract, mm-hmm. it specifically said on the contract you cannot be a part of an expansion draft for the next five years. Lucky and for them, it was the fifth year. It's yeah, it's a it's our last year. What are the chances, right? So they're yeah. not thinking of any, which is good, which is really good. Like some because you know sometimes it can be a benefit of taking like players taking up like <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> Seattle Kraken <laughs> taking a player from your team because it can better friend. What's that? <laughs> I couldn't speak. I was wearing beep boop beep <laughs> And then they uh they have that extra capsules, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what the Leafs are doing. We'll talk about that later. Um, and yeah, I don't. I, I think eh, I don't know what to say about that. You know, like I don't know like what Vegas would do though in that situation if they were in the expansion draft. Who who do you think who they would give up? Like if they were, uh, well, they have to. They're either isn't there a thing where like you either protect like eight forwards, something like defenders, and like two goalies, or 
you just defend this amount of players and yeah, it's like that. yeah, it's it's other uh, six. I think it's other six and six or nine mm-hmm. and three. Yeah, or or I might be saying too much, but it's rather like more forwards or an even amount of defensemen and forwards. Yeah, so uh, I mean. Vegas, I feel like, yeah, it's hard because their team is just like, if you're going to give away a goalie, you have two good goalies. Defensemen, you have good goal defensemen as well. Forwards, you know, your team is great for a reason. You have those forwards that are popping off for you. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that if they were going to get, like, if someone, if Seattle Kraken's were to pick, I think that it would be, um, Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, if they had to pick, it'd be Mark Andre Fleury. Sure. I think. Oh, also another thing about the expansion draft. Not talking about Vegas. Dallas Stars are not are apparently not protecting Ben Bishop. Which for, if that's actually like, which that, is really good for Seattle. That's yes. If Seattle do not take him, I don't know. I understand that he's currently injured, right? I don't know. I, I don't know how. What, I don't even know how old he is, Ben Bishop. I never talked about him in like when it told, uh, since he was like on. Uh, he's thirty-four like, years old. I know that. Mm, that's old. Uh, but yeah. So literally twenty-three hours ago. Uh, I the so the Dallas Stars one day ago, Dallas Stars won't protect goaltender Ben Bishop. Twenty-three hours ago, Sports Illustrated posted a thing saying that Ben Bishop agrees to waive a no movement clause. Mm-hmm. So I think the goalie that Seattle Kraken is going to pick is Ben Bishop because thirty four uh, at least have like three four years of Ben Bishop maybe started even less to decide another goalie. Who knows? Maybe another team will not protect another goaltender, but mm-hmm. specifically, hey, stop it, Cap. But specifically, Ben Bishop is a great. It's kind of like uh, Mark Andre Fleury, you know that 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 from Vegas when they got him. I think Ben Bishop will be great for Seattle, and I think he'll play for a bit of a while and then hopefully find a replacement, like a young goalie replacement. Yeah, so Ben Bishop uh, missed the entirety of last season due to an injury, a torn meniscus in his right knee, and he is recovering from that, and uh, he's expected to be ready for the training camp, uh, this 2021-2022 training camp. Um. You know, I mean, yeah, if he's not the goalie you're going for, like, I understand he's older, but, like, look at Marc-Andre Fleury. Look what he did. Yeah. He's still he's still around five years I later think after that expansion also, draft. Yeah, but I also think they'll be a bit iffy just because when you're, when you're injured for a season, it's kind of a bit, like, it could be lucky and you could be in the Kitty Kucherov, come back your first game and get 5,000 points in your first game. But, uh, but like, it's not – usually it's not like that. Usually they're off to a very slow start. And Ben Bishop being 34, he doesn't have that much – like, that many years left in him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that's the best situation to take him. It could be. It could be. It's a like, – it, 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 it's, it's more of like a, a gamble on Ben Bishop. They can rather take somebody or just gamble on it. Uh, well, he uh, he has two years left on his contract, so 
I mean, but it, I would still take him. I feel like even if you have him only for those two years, like he's 34, it's Ben Bishop. It's not like he's like some, it's not like he's trash. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like this is some second. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. He's, he's a great starter. He's a good, he's better than most goalies. That's for sure. Yeah. But he's old and he's off of an injury. That's the well, risk of taking him. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, for me, personally, that's a risk, like, you would be willing to take 110%. In my opinion. Possibly. We'll, we'll, let's see. We don't know who else, like, for sure, what team's protecting who, what goal. Mm-hmm. There could be another possible goalie to take. So, we'll see by then. But as of now, we'll just... You know, but we'll just, we'll just have to see. We'll let we'll let time figure out itself. Tale is all this time. Beep beep boop beep beep. We take music class, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we we we're, we're the trumpet boys, but I play too loud, and Tiago is God. I'm yeah. I can agree with that. Uh, so I don't think they care at this point of winning a. Tr- How many do they have? Like three? Yeah, they have three each. They I understand that they don't care, but I mean, would it not look better yeah. for them if they had more? You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, that that would look up at the same time. Like it also helps the young core build off of these veterans because. Mm. When you think of young guys, I at least want, like, one good veteran to teach the young guys, like, hey, hockey, you know? Hey, <laughs> hockey. Hockey. Like, you know, like, kind of, like, motivate them, teach them a little bit, like, a lot of things. Like, that's what I think. So, I think it's good if they maybe – but also, at the same time, it would be really great if they did at least trade even one of them, like, yeah. Patrick Kane or Denny. I think – Like, I would understand. Patrick, I would like, understand if they kept Kane. I would understand. He was there from I was the going to say that – I was going to say that they trade Kane and keep Taze. Hmm. Because... I don't know. I just feel like, you know, Kane was your 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 boy. Did they yeah. have Taze? I'm not sure that – I'm not sure of that aspect of, like – I just think – we should have got Ethan. You <laughs> <laughs> know, it's a Chicago. Um, I think – I think they're they're they're, they're like Tays and Kane are the bread and butter of the team, you know. Mm-hmm. They're the bread and butter, but sometimes you got to get rid of the Tays and Kane are the butter. reason that Chicago are not getting yeah. like first round picks, yeah. like like the number one pick. Kind of, like sometimes you got to get rid of the moldy bread and butter to get the new fresh store bought bread and butter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's all Eric, moldy Eric, and all. that just reminds me of Eric Carlson being the old bread and butter becoming. Going to another team and then becoming the old bread and mold, butter again. The, the moldy, moldy, the mold, moldy, even moldier. <laughs> Very molded, molded, molded bread and butter. I'm not saying they're moldy. It's just like they're not. I'm not saying they're bad. It's just they're old, and I think it's time to move past that because like Chicago's trying to grow, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think it's just time for them to pass them on to like a team like like that cup contenders. You know, teams that like are cup contenders now. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. And trade him for like a first round pick and a good prospect. 
Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, going on from one thing to another, I just want to mention that uh, Becky Arena has retired. Let's just go on to the Leafs. Let's talk about the Leafs. It's what everyone wants to hear you talk about for sure. I know that. Um, oh, we're talking about the Leafs. Um, I'm going to start off it off with Hyman because he's still not signed. And Cal Dubas has given Hyman's agent um, the nod to talk to other teams. So pretty much Dubas is like, hey, you can talk to other teams about contracts. All right. So that's happening. That's a thing. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, the Leafs. We, I, I've talked about this in the past. How this is going to be one of the worst unsigns in free agency history. One of them. And I'm kind of upset that he's allowing this to happen. I guess I don't know what his plan is. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Because apparently now he's trying to sign more first and second line force, which we'll talk about later. Um, but Hyman, losing Hyman is just... Because how to play Hyman with, like, Matthews and Marner, like, Tavares and Nylander, because Tavares is the goal scorer, Nylander is the playmaker. Hyman is the grinder. Hyman is one of the best grinders in the league. Mm-hmm. He fights in those corners. He And every, 90, like I said, 95% of the time, he comes out with the puck. The puck. The puck. And, like, giving up him is going to be one of the worst. It's going to be one of the worst on signs in free agency history. One of them. Like, in Leafs history. Yeah. Well, the Leafs have just this rant. Like, it's kind of obvious what they're going for. But with with Hyman, letting Hyman walk, potentially, like, because we don't have much cap space. We know this. And we are going to re-sign a lot of our guys. We are. So the only option, the this is the only option we have, is signing our guys and trading them. For example, if we still have some other people that we want to sign, let's say Leafs don't even want Hyman. Okay, let's say that they don't want him. It's not like he's not valuable. He has some value. What you can do is sign him to this contract that's way too big. All right, for Hyman, and just trade him. All right, like you can trade him and then focus on the people who you have are free agents. Do you you know what I mean? Like, you have people on free agents that I know you're gonna want to keep. Do this. So why are you wasting your time and not signing up guys that you don't want and trading them away? That's the that's really the only option we have here if we want to keep our guys, but also get new players. If we're trying to keep the same team and run it back first round exit, then yeah, sign your guys and drop Hyman for no reason and pick up some random grinder that's going to be on the third line. You know what I mean? Like, I just I don't know. Like, they're they're, they're talking about players that can possibly replace Hyman. I can't remember their names from the top of my head. I just saw them like posts and shit on Shite. Sorry, Julian's mom, and um. Possibly, they're all just grinders. Basically, they're all just grinders, but they're not as I I know like they're not as good as Hyman. Mm-hmm. Then I I don't remember who they are, but I just remember they're not as like like I'm telling you, losing Hyman is gonna be one of the biggest losses we'll ever have. Yeah, it will be. Um, I don't know why they're letting him walk. I guess 
I don't know what they can do really. There's a possibility that, well, for sure, and this is most likely the what's it called? Um, Seattle Kraken mm-hmm. are most likely to um, sign. Well, to to pick Alex Kerfoot in the expansion draft. Most mm-hmm. like this is most likely. But, but, uh, but in return, at least if that happens, that's three point five million dollars, not extra cap space. They are going to try to get, um, apparently Gabriel Landeskog. Which, what are you, what are your thoughts on that, Jacob? I think we have enough captains on our team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, how many more captains do we need? We need a we captain like, for every line. We have, we had, we have five. If Gabriel Anderson comes, I think that's five captains, if I believe, or six. Like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Actually, no, Jumbo Joe's probably four or five. Yeah, four or five. I can't remember. We would definitely have Riley, Two. who can, who could be a captain if he ever wanted to. You know, being mm-hmm. the 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 assistant captain is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. assistant captain. But John I, I Tabatis. We got Spezza, who could be one. Joel no, Spezza was a captain. Exactly, but for us, Joe Thornton. Uh, we have Matthews, up and coming one. I feel. I feel. <laughs> I, I feel. feel. <laughs> we don't have cap space. Yeah, but now we're gonna have more cap space when they get rid of uh, thingy, the Bobby thing. So, thingy. Okay, uh, so here's the thing. Alex Kerfoot. Kerfoot. So Seattle so planning... are probably gonna take Kerfoot, which is three point five million of the cap space. With okay. that three point five off, we could sign Landis or we could get Landis Cog if we do our 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 job right in the free agency and our players that we have right now that are not signed. But so you Jacob, also have to sign Zach Hyman, Freddie Anderson. We're probably not going to sign Zach Hyman. We're probably not going to sign him. Uh, we mentioned this prior that um, uh, Dubas, he, he's looking his in agent, the... talked to the eastern side of Canada. So, like, how would like to announce I'm leaving the six-man podcast? <laughs> Zach Hyman's my favorite player. What's <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah, so... with, with this being said, Jul- uh, Jacob, what is your feelings towards Landis Cog potentially coming over to Toronto? <laughs> wow. He does this all the time. There's one thing I know for sure. I know that Julian loves Landis Cog. That's it for sure. I do like him. Because he did good for his expansion team. Huh? Even though he lost. Uh, for the fantasy draft. Yeah, I I am announcing my expansion draft to the NHL. I am the GM. We are called the Toronto. Jacob's other word. <laughs> the Toronto Jacob's other word. No, Jacob, no, no. I don't think that's the Toronto that's Jacob on. bad words. Yeah, J- Jacob. Me and Jacob connected. Yes. Anyways. Uh. Yeah, Landis Cog coming to leave. Shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to make this? I'll be honest. Pod? I'll be honest. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Because how many, how many first liners or second liners do we need before we can actually make it past the first round? Seventeen hundred. 
Probably. Right? We just put can we just can can Dubis just change up the Leafs entirely? Can we just put Matthews in that? And then That's just put so Cam- smart. Campbell as a uh, forward. And then put guess- Zach Hyman in the free agency on our team randomly, just like the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Lightning did with nineteen million. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Lightning getting nineteen million dollars are free like free penis margin pools. I like that one. Yeah. Well, I I will give my input on this. Landerskog got me a lot of points in the in the draft. I mean, in the fantasy, and going based off my knowledge, lots of points in fantasy means lots of points in the NHL. So yes, it would be a perfect fit. See, for me, uh, that also equates to I like to compare this to basketball because fantasy Drummond is an absolute legend in fantasy. Would you want him on your team in NBA? Um, nah, maybe not. Well, you know, is Lander yeah. is Skog a six foot eleven center who is named Andre Drummond? No, he is not. But at the same time, fantasy is a fantasy for yeah. Reason, no, but right? Gabriel Lanatog is a very good player. He is a good player. He is a good. He's, player. He's, I'm not saying he's not. That's why Colorado's in the position that they're in. I don't know what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it. I don't know. Like I have no idea what Kyle Dubas' plan is because I'm hearing about Gabriel Lanatog and I'm hearing about. No cap space. And we're hearing about unrestricted free agents on our team that we need to sign. Zach Hyman possibly leaving. I don't know what to say or do or – I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't know. I have no idea what the fuck Kyle Dubas is planning to do. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Sorry, Julian's mom. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm confused myself. Because he's saying we have no cap space that we need to send these guys. Not even getting close to a contract for some guys. Uh, Frederick Anderson, like an example, Frederick Anderson. And- <laughs> Frederick Anderson. <laughs> we don't even have him. We don't even have our starting goaltender, which potentially might be ass shit. I think he might sign a veteran goaltender apparently now. Like I don't know what he's saying. All this, I, I, I just hear mumble jumble all over the score, Instagram. Possibly this, possibly that, possibly this, possibly that. Philip Forsberg now. I'm like, just come on. Like, let's just do like, something. You know just I mean? get past the first round. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, um, Landis Cog uh, is definitely – he wouldn't I, – I can, I can say with my full heart <laughs> that he is definitely better than Kerfoot. So it would be an improvement. Oh yeah, he is. No, no, no. He is definitely better than Kerfoot, but I think losing Kerfoot is going to be one of, a pretty big loss because he is one of the hardest working players. He is a very hard not for for the position that he is. He's a really great, amazing third liner, and I'm going to miss him a lot. But Gabriel Landeskog is definitely a much better player. But uh, still, losing him is going to be kind of big. Do you think that Landeskog is potentially? Our replacement for Hyman? Yes. Because <laughs> sweet. Because take stop looking at me like that. Anyways. Because <sighs> we have I think nine million and free, ten million in free cap space right now. And no. if we lose Kurt Kerfoot, we'll have thirteen and a half million of free cap space. So signing Lanoskog for like maybe if we do, I don't know what his contract is. I don't know if he's free agent or getting him through trade. We can get him, and we'll have 
seven mil left over. We can sign Frederick and I was saying we should sell Frederick Frederick Anderson for a one year very cheap contract, but I'm Frederick Anderson is asking for more money. He's asking for a, a boost in his salary after the season that he just had. I don't know how that's like I don't know how that works, but it's so dumb. Really dumb. I mean, I, I still think that I would Landis Cog is like I I do think that Landis Cog is chunky monkey would make our team way way better than what it is in my opinion. I think that even though yeah he's a captain we don't need more captains and yeah oh. he's all of whatever 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 right oh oh no he definitely will hundred percent. That that's not my my argument. Uh, it's just but, what can we do to make can, sure can, how everyone are we gonna, else is signed? Yeah, I'm just saying how. Yeah, like how the fuck are we gonna do this? How the yeah. fuck are we gonna sign Landis Gog? Maybe Hyman, probably not. Frederick I'm gonna, Anderson, I'm Nick Foligno. Something. Uh, Messi. I, I just want to put this as an example. Messi. Lionel Messi, who is the greatest of all time. I just want to put this out there. I'm Portuguese, and I'm saying that. All right. Uh, he won his first. His first uh, trophy International trophy. Yeah. And with Barcelona, he is willing to sign a five-year deal. Oh, yeah. 50% less than what his wages are now. He is willing to take a a pay cut, all right, just so that Barcelona have the funds to survive in the La Liga, in their league. And And his contract is like... His contract is huge. His contract is insane. It's like this guy gets like this guy gets like twenty bucks sitting down per second. You know what I mean? Like every second that passes by, he buys. He can buy like a whole five pack of freaking chocolate gums, right? Gum gum sensor stimulates. So like how it feels the gum five feels gum gum sensor stimulates. (laughs) But yeah, so come back to NHL. I don't think yeah. they'll drop salary caps. Or, uh, Cog, I don't think they'll drop their salary. I don't think Cog will drop salary. Maybe the other players, someone has to step up and be like, I know I'm not having that no, more, contract, more, but I'll take a pay cut. Morgan Riley is definitely one of those players. He literally mentioned taking a pay cut. He's a fucking team. greedy ass Mitch Mondoros and Matthews and John Tavares. And not really with all the rest. Those three players, greedy ass motherfuckers. Money, money. Sorry, Julian's mom. They're like, they're like Mr. Krabs. Money, money, money. Uh, you, I would just say that there needs to be a player out there that is like, okay, like I need to step up. Morgan Riley can be one of them, but he's probably going to get traded. So I would just. Uh, really? You know, probably. Dougie Hamilton might come. So, you know. That's my second favorite yeah. player. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dougie uh, Hamilton was also on my team, so. Well, the Leafs are just in a situation, and we're not going to figure out what's going to happen yeah, until. Why would like, you trade a ginger for a ginger? That makes no sense. <laughs> that that's so true. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea what Kyle Dubas, do dumbass's plan is. Whoa, language. Dumb. Because <laughs> yeah, like he wants to sign all these players, but with fifty cents. <laughs> like I. Like I'm, I'm so lost. Like, like I said, like I'm confused. I'm sure everyone is confused. He's trying to pull a Tampa Bay Lightning, nineteen million over. He's Tampa trying Bay. to, he's trying to pull. Yeah, he's trying to find a loophole. 
He's gonna sign Landis Cog, break his leg, and then sign Hyman. Uh, and then by the time playoffs hit, Landis Cog's leg is gonna be fully healed, and you know, then we're gonna be twenty million over the cap, and we're gonna win, and we're gonna win the Stanley Cup, and we're gonna make him pass the first <laughs> round. No, 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 no. And we'll lose in the second. <laughs> and we'll lose in the second. I don't. Okay, so know. I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't know how you guys, are, but I'm confused. Because he's probably gonna want, like, f- I would say around five point five million a year. That's a lot of money. Sorry, <laughs> that is a lot of yeah. That that's which is like, which is around the average salary yeah. that he would have yeah. gotten in his original contract. I think if we do that, sign Nick Foligno. So Nick Felingus. for about seven mil. What? No, no, no I mean like two mil. In total, like seven mil in total, you mean? Oh, no, no, like no, like maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe like two, two point five, maybe three mil a year for three years, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Like not like, and so we'll have like about eight, so like probably like like four or five mil left, and then we can use that to sign a possible goaltender, which I think will be fine. Like I don't know what else he's planning to do. We can do that. Those three, we can sign. Gabriel Landeskog, possibly Nick Foligno if he wants to come back, and a veteran goaltender or Freddie Anderson back. We can. And here's the do... thing, though. Anderson, I, I don't know. Anderson had this one bad year, and now we're not even thinking of signing him. You know what I mean? Like Campbell had this crazy run of form for one year, and mm-hmm. now we're just like, hey, Anderson's in the bin. Let's let's move on. You know what I mean? It's because he was injured. That's the thing. That's why I'm saying we should sign Freddie Anderson for like at least two years, one two million, one year. That's it. Like I don't think because just just to test like see how he is if he's shit or not. Because mm-hmm. he had a like you know he was injured. Like you want to test him out. Like hey, is he still good? Is he still shit? Do we need to cut him next year and find another goaltender? Do we have to? You know what I mean? Like I think it's a very Tig. Stop looking at me. Meow. Meow. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I'm confused. Like, I I don't know if he's gonna make a big trade, and free up more capital, and then get Dougie Hamilton too. With we don't need Dougie, to be honest. We don't Teach need Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. I I don't know <laughs> anymore. Honestly, like, if we want Dougie, Riley's gonna get traded. If we do want Landis Cog, we're not going to bring back Hyman. All right, you know, like. Unless we give away Nick Felino and get and get back Hyman, mm-hmm. and leave, a lot leave of, Nick Felino there, you know what I mean? There's a lot of and oh. if robots, a lot of what if conspiracies. What yeah. if? Some are like what if? It's like, is it going to happen? Yeah. So it's a, it, it is conspiracy. Let's go to Jacob's weekend picks. Okay, Jacob, your first game is. It's funny because <laughs> so Jacob's weekend picks. Uh, I I even tried to search up like WHL, like any hockey games at all that are playing right now. Anything there is not a <laughs> single hockey game anywhere in the world that are playing tomorrow or the weekend or this week or next week. Like not a single, not even the freaking Afghanistan championships. All right, are playing. What is the nothing. Afghanistan? I don't know. I don't please, know. Please, we have. We're having a segment right now. We're having a segment. Play the Afghanistan. Music. What? What the actual fuck 
is the Afghanistan whatever you said. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to end the podcast here. (laughs) This was the last episode of season two. Of the no, Six Man podcast. Or yay. But there, yeah, no, or yay. There is going to be another season starting up next week, season three, episode one. Uh, we're gonna start it off with a banger because by the time that ep- that episode comes out, the NBA championship will be decided. Yes. So next week on the podcast, we're gonna find out if Jacob can fly. I believe. <laughs> Yeah, so if you enjoyed this podcast episode and the season in total and just anything, <laughs> uh, make sure to do follows on our Twitter and Instagram that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm just I'm, I'm surprised that we've done 20 weeks worth of podcasts, you know, editing and, and researching and all of that. It's honestly... I like did the research and the editing. <laughs> we've done... We've done We've done a lot. Wait, you know, how many weeks? For 20, 20 weeks. Isn't it 20, 20 weeks? Yeah. It's oh, a week, week per episode. Do you know how many months that is, Jacob? Mayday, mayday. Wee, woo, wee, woo. Mayday, mayday. Um, it's about four months. Well, we started five. in... No, it's five months. Well, yeah. We started no, in early March, I believe, or late February, uh, which would make it five months. So. Woo! Yeah, five months. I was correct. A five month anniversary. Actually, wow. we last longer than most teenage relationships. Wait. Boom, roasted. Jacob's only been on 19 episodes. Technically, yeah. Well, no, wait, whoa, 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 <laughs> but that's beside the point. There has been a lot of episodes where his has been just me for one of the segments for sure. I've uh, I've been a part of seventeen. Jake has been a part of sixteen. I would say around both of you have been around like seventeen. There's definitely been times where Jacob's missed an, an episode. Well, Jacob um, was in here for the first ever episode, so ha exactly. And then there's will a you, couple. Well, you smell like onion more. I love onions, so <laughs> can I get with one all of those with with all of the onions being spilt and said onion block. Let us end off the podcast here. Uh, like I already said, if you enjoyed jazz. it, follow all of that. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys. Oh my fucking god, Jacob! Maybe, maybe.